Welcome to a Prevent Connect podcast, where we explore the prevention of violence against women. This is a project of the California Coalition Against Sexual Assault. Hello, this is Ashley Meyer with Prevent Connect, and today I'm here with Audrey Gade from Engender Health. Hi, Audrey. How are you? I'm doing great, Ashley. Thanks for having me. Oh, you are welcome, and I'm really excited to talk about a project that you've worked on. I learned about this when we both presented at the Youth Tech and Health Conference in San Francisco, and that conference is just what it sounds like, right, Audrey? It's all about youth tech and health. Yes, it is. <laughs> and you particularly presented about pumping up online outreach and engagement with youth social media ambassadors. I'm really excited to talk about that in your project. First, I think Engender Health is a really great resource, and I'd love the Prevent Connect audience to know more about it. So can you tell us more about Engender Health to start? Sure, absolutely. So Engender Health has been around for 70 years now, and we do international work around family planning, maternal health, HIV and AIDS work, and we do this from a gender equity standpoint. So we bring men into the picture to help support women, and we help women learn about their own bodies and just really try to break down gender norms that contribute to harmful health outcomes. Great. I didn't realize Engender Health has been around for 70 years. That's fantastic. And, you know, those issues you talked about, HIV and AIDS, and family planning and maternal health, we know there are a lot of intersections there with sexual and domestic violence, which is what Prevent Connect focuses on. And I just think that's a really great resource for folks. What's the site that folks can go to? People can go to www.engenderhealth.org to find out more. That will take you to all of our work in different countries. You can see different stories that people have had to tell, videos, and different publications and resources. So now let's talk about your projects that you presented about with the online youth social media ambassadors. Our project is Gender Matters, and we are a Tier 2 Office of Adolescent Health demonstration project in Travis County, Texas, so that's the Austin, Texas area and few surrounding cities. And we are using three unique features in this innovative project. So it's gender as a teen pregnancy risk determinant. We use youth-generated video messages, and we also include a social media campaign. And Gender Matters, or GenM, as we like to call it, is a teen pregnancy prevention program, and we work to break down messages about what it means to be a man or a woman that we hear every single day in order to develop new healthy ideas about how we should behave and act in order to make ourselves healthy. And so we know from a lot of research that there's these harmful ideas about what it means to be a man or a woman that contributes to violence in relationships and unintended pregnancy and spreading of STIs, including HIV. And we just hope that if we can help young people redefine for themselves what it means to be a man or a woman, that they will then be able to take control over their health and have better health outcomes in the future. 
You know, I was struck that it is a teen pregnancy prevention project, but of course there are links, as you just mentioned, to violence, to dating violence, sexual violence, domestic violence. And I thought when I was watching your presentation that this definitely applies to the work of the Prevent Connect audience. So I wanted to share some of those lessons learned and the structure of this project that you shared in the presentation. So can you tell the audience more about the social media focus of the project? Sure. We decided to incorporate social media as another way to further reinforce the GenM curriculum messages. So our workshops each summer go for five days, four hours a day, so it's a 20-hour curriculum. And so it's only one week, and that's not a lot of time to really fully get the messages across and necessarily have them stick for all the kids. And so we have a social media campaign to help reinforce these ideas and help sustain conversations to keep kids learning about all these things. And we thought social media would be, you know, even more fun for all of these kids because they're already on social media. It's where they already are. And so we know that adolescent identity development is heavily influenced by their peers and behavior is seen as more appealing when a peer does it. So if a teen sees their friends posting pictures on Facebook or Instagram where they're smoking or drinking, you know, that risk perception is then lowered and the original teen is going to say, oh, that's not so bad. I can do it. And there's also this sense of needing to fit in. So when teens see their peers and friends posting pictures of them engaging in harmful behavior on these social media sites, they're going to think, oh, I need to do that too to fit in. And it's not so bad because as we just talked about, like, the risk perception is lowered. So, oh, I can do this and it won't hurt me. And with social media, it just really increases this exchange of information between youth which allows for an increase in this very clinical term of bias normative perceptions. Like, oh, they're showing me these two pictures. They must party all the time or they must travel all the time. They must do this all the time when it's really showing just one piece of somebody else's life. We talk a lot about changing norms, and what I really like about this project is that you're really focused on transforming what you call these brand ambassadors to endorse really healthy behaviors. So you're really talking about promoting those positive norms. Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting. When we first started the social media campaign, we didn't have a lot of interaction between the youth because they didn't know what really to talk about and it was a lot of, oh, I miss you all so much from workshops, and oh, wasn't that fun, and I love Gen M. And we were like, well, hey, what about any new messages about what you think it means to be a man or a woman, or are there any old messages that you reject? And the kids were like, um, yeah, that was all fun, fine, whatever. And we were like, come on, guys, talk, talk. This is what this is for. Interact with each other and, you know, start a micro-movement to take down all these harmful gender messages in your community. And we just have these huge ideas for what the social media component could be. And we just weren't getting the kind of interactions that we were assuming would take place. And so we looked at this idea that a lot of big companies have, which are brand ambassadors, and they get people to talk about their products and endorse their products. And, you know, a lot of times we see on Facebook, like, your friend just liked this page, liked this product. 
And that really goes a long way, especially with youth. They're wanting to fit in, and that means copying what their peers are doing. And so it was just was kind of this lightning flash of, oh, my gosh, what if we have brand ambassadors but endorsing healthy behaviors? And so we kind of looked at this idea of social media ambassadors where they would go through specific training to become a peer leader on the Facebook page and some other social media sites that were going to be rolling out this year. And we took them through a training so that they would have some better ideas of, you know, what is this social media campaign all about? And what is the role of youth and how can youth get something really big out of this? And just kind of connecting the dots for a few select youth to then be role models in the group to start those conversations to encourage dialogue between all of the members and to really add that idea that I'm participating in these healthy behaviors and helping other kids to see that, hey, it's cool to, you know, wait to have sex or it's cool to use a condom and things like that. And so we rolled out this brand ambassador program a couple of years ago, and that seems to have really helped other kids know what else to say in the group. And so even non social media ambassador program youth are commenting on photos, are adding their own ideas, and we've seen a huge increase in the number of youth that participated three years ago, and they've come back to the group to see what's going on and to participate again, and that's been really rewarding to see. So what do you think are the keys to getting those youth to come back and to be engaged? Because I think that's something that anybody who does any kind of, you know, gender equity and social justice work really struggles with when it's online. Yeah, well, you know, our first thing was to identify during the workshops which kids seem to get it, which kids the workshops seem to be preaching to the choir to. Like, they get it. They're on board with this. And some of the kids really struggle with the gender identity piece and just gender in general, and they don't really get it because they're not old enough yet, which is completely fine. But, you know, then we do get about a third of the kids from day one. They get it. They're on board. They see you know, oh, yes, of course, the idea for men to sleep around and be players, oh, yes, of course that would, you know, spread STIs, and of course that's easy for an unplanned pregnancy to then happen if, you know, condoms aren't cool to use, and, you know, if I say, I'm a real man, I don't need to use condoms, or something like that. And so the first thing is we look for those particular kids, target those kids, and help nurture them through the week to just kind of really okay, are they really getting it? And, okay, in this new realm, like when we're talking about realities of being a teen parent or calling a clinic, how mature are they going to be talking about then these subjects? And so we really watch a particular group of kids and just hone in on them. And then at the end of the week, we invite them to this peer leadership course, basically, and help them learn what to post. But one of the biggest things that I've found is the adult monitor. Like, obviously, every social media platform for youth needs to have an adult staff member monitoring for appropriateness and just PCness and to make sure that it's a safe place, keep it safe for everybody, let kids know when they've crossed the line, and helping them to understand why. One of the big things that I was doing originally was I was posting media items every single day and questions every single day, maybe even two or three 
three times a day because I was like, come on, we need to have something to talk about. I know you guys are online. Talk, talk, talk. And here, let me help you out. But with the social media ambassadors, I found I need to not do the talking. I need to leave room for other kids to jump in and say what they want to say. And it's not going to be, you know, five or six times a day. It's going to be maybe once or twice a day. We'll get a kid doing something and that's okay. But adults really need to leave space for youth to add their own stuff to it. You know, I think what I was originally doing was trying to make the group open and try to engage kids and and ask different questions to show them how they can be engaged. But instead, I think it just shut down some kids. So letting youth do the talking and leaving that space open for them to decide how the space should be used turned out to be very important for us and I think could be useful for a lot of other groups as well. We do have posting rules that we share with all the kids to keep it a safe space. So, you know, like no killer statements, step up, step back, kind of like what I had to do, (laughs) step back a little. And we also have group rules for the workshops that, you know, they transfer over to the Facebook page, things like respect everyone else, group rules that instill a sense of respect and safety within the workshops. And so then with all the different posts that the social media ambassadors can do, we provide incentives for them if they do quality posts. And we go over what quality means. It has to be related to one of our programs. We have these declarations of independence, and it's things like, I am the boss of me, I decide what it means to be a man or woman. I choose if and when to have sex. I go to a clinic to get tested and protected, things like that. There's six of them. And so we have the social media ambassador youth, that is, make their posts that are specific on our Declaration of Independence and things they learned in the workshops. And so at first we had a lot of kids saying the usual, like, I miss Jenna, and I'd have to say that doesn't count as a quality post. Anybody could say that. You're here to have meaningful discussions. And so after a little bit of coaching of some of the kids, they finally understood, oh, I have to post something related to the actual content, not the workshop experience. And so by intervening really quickly on those things, the kids get it. And once they do, we told them they have to do eight of these quality posts every month. So that broke down to two times a week, which was great for a lot of the kids. And we found that we had to provide the incentive on time or they were less likely to participate the next month. And so being consistent with the rules and then providing the incentives on time for when the kids followed those guidelines really goes a long way. Well, I really appreciate your point about kind of the monitoring of it because I think that that's one of the main things that really prevents and proposes a barrier to folks in doing online work with youth is that, you know, they're so afraid about having needing the control because someone might say something bad or disclose online and what do we do. I really like that you figured out a way to manage it. Yeah, and even I have a tough call sometimes to make. Luckily, I have a really supportive staff, and so I can be like, hey, this kid just said this. Is this inappropriate? And my colleague, she's really good at being like, oh, that's a line from a song. It's like, oh, okay. So then if it's something very random like a song lyric and they don't say it's a song lyric, I'll then go and find the music video and post the music video so that other people can kind of get some context around that. But yeah, it can be really hard sometimes to make that call of, is this okay? (laughs) We'll just keep the 
group's safe and inclusive, but yeah, that's just something that is a case by case thing with each different program and I wish there was a magic formula. <laughs> right. Well, and I think that shows how important it is for you to be engaged. Like you said, you stepped back, but you were still there the whole time. So yeah. you didn't just walk away and have this page where all these posts were happening. You knew everything that was happening and that's a really yeah. piece of the project. I've been talking to Audrey Gabe about online outreach and engagement with youth, social media ambassadors, specifically through a project called Gender Matters. Audrey, I want to thank you so much for talking with us, and I want to ask, where can people who are listening find out more about Gender Matters? You can go to the Engender Health website and search the website for us. You can see one of our workshop videos on there under our videos. Well, great. Well, thank you so much, Audrey. And you know, as a kind of ending point, I just really want to stress how much this shows the link between things like sexual health promotion, teen pregnancy prevention, and sexual and domestic violence prevention. I hope that's been clear throughout this podcast. And, you know, there are a lot of shared risk and protective factors. And you've been talking a lot about you know, norms around things like masculinity and gender equity. And I think that when we work as a whole to really promote positive norms, we're going to prevent a lot of problems. Excellent. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this Prevent Connect podcast. Prevent Connect is a project of the California Coalition Against Sexual Assault with funding from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The views presented on Prevent Connect are not necessarily the views of the United States government, the CDC, or CalCASA. To learn more about Prevent Connect, visit www.preventconnect.org. For more information about CalCASA's mission or to show your support, visit calcasa.org. That's C-A-L-C-A-S-A dot O-R-G.